0: First time since 1969 the Orioles throw a no-hitter. Who wasn't there to watch it? This guy. This is Corey, and this is the, the end of the podcast.
1: I mean, basically, it was like that game last year. There was only, like, five people there to see it, <laughs> so I don't feel too bad. It's like a 1 o'clock game in <laughs> Seattle, like... <laughs> Good afternoon everybody, it's Rob. Welcome to episode 370 of the O the Anthem podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us.
0: Yes, thank you for catching us on your podcatcher of choice, the easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash O the Anthem. You go to that site, you click on the podcatcher you listen to us on, boom. <laughs> Spaghetti. Speaking of boom <laughs> news this
1: week, the United States government has declared war on Corey. <laughs> Specifically me. <laughs> Well, you and, you know, millions of other Americans, but also you. Very important.
0: (laughs) Clearly just me. Um, So uh, there was a lawsuit that brought its way to the FDA a couple years ago in regards to banning menthol cigarettes. Uh, The rationale behind it at the time was that uh, young people use menthol to get hooked on cigarettes and therefore move on to other things. This was in line with... (laughs) This was in line with... uh, Uh, them saying that the, uh, flavored e-cig, the vapor, vaporizers and stuff like that are also a way to get kids in, which I can understand. Like a (laughs) straw, strawberry, uh, vape is so much more appealing than a cigarette, uh, for a teenager. I
1: understand. (laughs) I understand what you mean.
0: Um, so the FDA has decided they're going to push forward and just ban menthol cigarettes. And, I know a lot of people are listening to me saying, "Why the fuck should I care? I don't smoke menthol cigarettes." Uh well, the reason why you should care is because uh it's kind of unbelievable that <laughs> that they found the perfect little issue that they can wedge themselves in and try and take away you know, liberty basically of the people who choose to to do it, you know? Now
1: why why is this the perfect issue, Corey?
0: Well, uh, specifically in the in the paperwork that they uh, included with the, <laughs> the lawsuit was talking about how uh, the overwhelming majority of people who smoke menthol cigarettes are African-American people, and uh, that if we just ban it, then we're going to keep a lot of black people from picking up smoking, uh, which is not how this works, and let me tell you, as somebody who, who has been smoking for a long time menthol cigarettes on top of that uh trying to just take it away from an addict is not the way to do it (laughs) i don't know if if how much personal experience people who are listening to me have with people who have addiction but the uh went late waiting for them to leave the house and then flushing all their crack down the toilet not a good way not the way to get them to go like you know what i should do quit Uh, that's a
1: stabbing. That's how that works. That's a stabbing. I would like for you to make the plea to the people at home, not the plea, the argument that you made to me to the people at home. And I just want to gauge everyone's reaction to how you said you would deal with them taking away the cigarettes. Uh, Let me give you, let me give you foundation. So what we were discussing is Corey is at war as all smokers are with the logical side of your brain saying I've smoked for too long. I really should quit. This is good for my health. It's good for my family. It's good for everybody. And then the attic part of your brain being like, I mean, is it though? I mean, let's have a cigarette and think about yeah. this. And, you know, uh, you know
0: what would really calm you down is a cigarette. <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically,
1: <laughs> uh, I just want anybody else to argue with you about why this is crazy.
0: But go ahead. No, uh, you know, and and I get it because I, I cigarettes are kind of a weird addiction that you can rationalize how your brain is playing tricks on you. Like people who from my experience, people who have like alcoholism or something like that, like very rarely think that there's a problem. Oh,
1: I, I don't have a problem. <laughs> like, Listen, oh, I could I have a couple of glasses of wine with the girls four or five times a week. Sometimes I could literally never
0: like drink that. again and it wouldn't even impact me. Yes. Uh I believe I heard
1: somebody say that about marijuana. Like, I could stop <laughs> it right now. And it wouldn't be a problem at all. But anyway,
0: yeah, go ahead. Um but the the addict part of your brain says as soon as somebody starts coming for the thing that you're go that you are all about, like, again, I've smoked menthol cigarettes since I started smoking cigarettes. The first cigarette I smoked was a red. I said, oh, my God, this is awful. Why does anyone do this? <laughs> and then the second cigarette I smoked was a menthol. And I was just like, there we go. Ooh. That's uh, that's Ooh. the one. That's it. <laughs> um, it the, the, the addict part of your brain. I, I've been saying to myself for the better part of a year, uh, mostly because, you know, the pandemic and realizing that if I got it, having have smoker filled lungs, like yeah. Yeah. this probably wouldn't end well if I, if I got COVID. Um, so there's been the part of my brain that's been fighting with the addict part that's saying you should quit. And the addict's going like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Why don't you just get through the pandemic and then you can quit when they start using the
1: words <laughs> comorbid around my smoking. <laughs> I got to ask some questions. Yeah.
0: Uh, And now we're getting towards the end of the pandemic. My, the rational part of my brain again is saying like, all right, you fucking, you, you just barely got through this one. Let's, uh, let's quit the smoking. Let's move on with our lives. And now the government's trying to take it away from me. I feel like fucking January 6th person here. Mm -hmm. Government's Mm -hmm. trying to take it away from me. I'm glad you made that connection. (laughs) Go ahead. Government's trying to take it away from me. And I kind of want to dig my heels in even more. Like, I kind of want, you know, like, there's a part of me that thinks, like, it's not, it's not going to happen, like, tomorrow. They're not going to ban cigar- manthal cigarettes tomorrow. It's, like, a year to more process of them banning. Uh, but I think the likelihood, just knowing my own brain, that I would quit in the next year, uh, if they didn't do this, would be much higher than if they did. Because I will go kicking and screaming across that line. <laughs> because that is the addiction inside of my brain talking. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the person kicking and screaming and going across the line. But I know that I will be. And furthermore, there will probably be a little period of time where I will, like, you know, examine the possibility of driving down to Mexico and buying a couple cartons and putting them in the freezer like an old grandmother would. So uh,
1: <laughs> to review, and I want to preface this by saying.
0: Core, or just find where, where they're exactly. going to black market sell these and get involved on, like, the, the ground, you know, like, maybe an Indian casino, I can go and... Uh, get a connect. Yeah. Start selling them on the street? Because, I mean, like, everything's, like...
1: No, they can't tell the Indian casinos not to sell cigarettes. Right. As long as they're available, they can get them. So yeah. That they can't sell crack.
0: Well, yeah, but that's... that's but they can sell cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, can they sell the menthol cigarette? Because I'll go to fucking San Manuel to buy my <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> if they can get them
1: imported, then they can get them. Uh, I mean, you can get peyote. Now, you can't. Yeah. I theoretically could at the right Indian reservation, because you know I'm one yeah. second. Charity yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Whatever. So <laughs> I'd have to go to the right reservation. But uh, members of the tribe can use peyote. Uh, but no, if it's legal, they can get, they can sell it. So as long as they're not making crack or meth, yeah. they can sell it. Uh, so, but I, I just I want to preface this by saying, Corey at OdeTheAnthem.com. <laughs> Uh, you are making the argument that you would quit in the next year. But now that they have said they're going to make it illegal, you're going to dig your knee- your heels in and continue smoking to the bitter end until they force you to go cold turkey or to buy them on the street like crack.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's Corey. Corey at OtheAnter.com. At LegendCB5 on our social media.
0: And uh, it, listen, I know. Uh, all these, all you non-smoking people are saying, like, just fucking quit, just do it. Like, I get it, I get it. I, I'm not a non-smoker.
1: I'm oh, I know. Saying, I, I'm saying, quit. Like, it's no, but I'm saying,
0: I'm saying, like, all the people, uh, people. Here's the here's the thing about this particular issue. Nobody gives a fuck about smokers, right? There's less smokers than there ever have been before. That should be a a, a win already. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like uh, the people who talked about the the seatbelt signs. Like, I don't think you're gonna get anybody who you haven't gotten already no. to wear their seatbelt. They're in or they're not. I <laughs> like, make fun of you, but when I see that seatbelt sign, I'm like, oh, that's right, and I take the seatbelt
1: off. Except for in your car, where it dings for the passenger because <laughs> nanny state. But anyway, right?
0: Yes. I I just can't I I can't believe this issue. Like, think about like if they said uh. You know, they're going to ban... Vape
1: flavors. Yes,
0: <laughs> I was there. Or beyond that, like, uh, it touches something that people actually care about, like uh, the seltzer drinks or something like that, like the... the <laughs> Don't come from Truly's my logo. And, oh, I'm sorry. You truly, you meant truly. <laughs> Truly's yes, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's a huge market that's booming. I bet you a lot of kids drink, want those. Oh, like, yes. Like, because yeah. it's easy. It's so, it's such an easy drink to have when you're 16 years old, but government isn't coming down on the the drinks that are appeasing themselves to teenagers and younger kids because the alcohol industry is big business and you can't take (laughs) we saw what happened the last time you tried to to take rid of it and we had to didn't work out well yeah it didn't work out well uh p.s i mean Um, like if it's all about health why aren't we repealing the 21st amendment that's basically my point we should we should ban everything that is bad for everybody and also not particularly focus our attention on the community that if they violate the law is most likely to get shot by the police. Yes. I think that is that is a, a column B to this whole thing, but I mean like in column A should be like all right, so we're going to ban cigarettes. We're going to ban menthol because that's the first thing we can do. And then we're going to ban cigarettes and then we're going to ban pipes and we're going to ban cigars and everything else. Then we're going to ban what next? Sugar? Are we going to ban alcohol? Are we going to ban Fatty acids, like what? Well, what never what things? What things that that can kill people on a regular basis are we not banning? Because I, I just don't understand. You know, like where where we're going with this. Like,
1: so I have I'm of two minds of this. Uh, number one, on a personal level, you should absolutely quit smoking. Mm. Uh, take up vaping. Is as, as unhealthy as it may or may not be. I can tell you, it's healthier than smoking. So there's that.
0: I mean anecdotally it's healthier than smoking i mean i don't know if we if we necessarily know i mean there like, are i are know i also know
1: improving uh things in cigarettes that do not exist
0: everyone everyone who's listening to me right now has to understand too that i understand how dumb i sound like i'm a smart person i'm well read and i understand that my addiction is is uh <laughs> taken over a part of my brain that allows for logical thought yeah and i say stupid things like this in regards to that addiction But I I I don't see how I don't I I don't know what the the worst possible thing that comes from a lifetime of vaping is. It could be nothing. It could be similar to what cigarettes are. It could be way worse. Hey, uh, and like I will be part of a. I will find out. (laughs) (laughs) I will find out when when they eventually take the menthol away because I will probably have to get a vape for. Getting me through between the times where I oh. can see my guy about some menthols. If
1: only a friend had bought you a vape already that you could <laughs> use. Mm. But no, uh, so uh, sidebar slightly. Yeah. Um, I saw that Truly this week or maybe last week Truly announced that they're gonna do an eight percent alcohol by volume because four percent just not enough for people. Mm. And I realize we are coming upon the generation that didn't know what four loco was, <laughs> and we're just slowly creeping our way towards four loco. So that's yeah. that's fine. Um. Also, uh, you know, if we're gonna ban it, I agree. Don't allow uh, anything fruit-flavored or soda to be served with alcohol. Make people drink their liquor straight up. Yeah. Uh, Because right now, you can buy the pre-mixed drinks, which, by the way, that's not what a Jack and Coke tastes like. That is Jack (laughs) and Coke with some sugar added in, and tell me that's not for teenagers. Yeah. Because I drank one of those, and I was like, this is disgusting. I'm just going to make a Jack and Coke, and I'll pour it out and pour it into this bottle, and then screw the top on which is the only benefit that it recloses. So who is it it's truly l- for in a can?
0: It's lucky that bartenders have convinced a lot of people that there's witchcraft in what they do oh, and yeah, that you can't make a margarita at home. Like, well, uh, so it's the- only good when I get it out. Like uh, buzz
1: balls, <laughs> try buzz balls. Cause uh, I had a, the, uh, the margarita flavor um, just to, to taste it. Cause yeah. again, we drink at my office because you know, uh, startup, I guess. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, I, I have not had a drink. To drink in over a year, but uh, my boss, because again, startup, was like, "You have to taste this." Like it came out of a package, and it tastes like the best margarita I've ever had. So I had a taste, and legitimately, margarita. Mm. Um, so yes, the bartenders have convinced us there's some magic in what they do, and <laughs> they've captured that magic in this. I'm not saying I,
0: I don't want bartenders to get upset at me, especially at this point where we're just about <laughs> to be opening up again. Too, I, I, I acknowledge the great service that you do for the community. But at the same time, you're slinging death. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, if menthol is killing people at, at far higher rates than any other thing in this world, then clearly everything that kills more than menthol cigarettes should be banned as well. And I'm, I don't know if you've seen what happens with uh, people who uncle. drink mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even have to be you're a fucking drunk who, like, lays out in the, the street every night. Yeah. Like, people who just drink two or three drinks a night. Are setting themselves up for major health problems later on.
1: Do we know anybody like that? Who I, I mean, two or three glasses of wine a night. Well,
0: I, I, I could I could scourge my uh, my notes yes. and find out.
1: Uh, anyway, I'm glad you are uh, taking this stand because uh, you know over the course of the pandemic, I'm sure you've gotten used to the taste of spit in your drinks, and now you're going to be able to. <laughs> there's something weird about this. I don't know what the taste is. Oh oh, <laughs> there we go. That's the taste I'm used to. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> Probably even the person who drinks two to three glasses of wine a night. <laughs> I
0: I am. Uh, I will say this, though. Um, Rob, uh, Rob, for many years on this podcast was uh talking about how voting is for suckers. And I was just like, how could you say that? It's part of the process. And you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm done. <laughs> uh, converts one day at a time. That's how we do it. Because here's the thing. If you're <laughs> I can't vote for a Republican because look at them all. Uh <laughs>
1: That's a good stand to take. I'll accept <laughs> that stand. Yes.
0: And now, what Democrat can I vote for if they're willing to allow things like this to ha- like? Just uh, in your mind, think about something that makes you happy. Uh, it it could be baseball game. It could be going to the movies. It could be sipping lemonade on the porch. Like whatever whatever that thing is in your life. I'm drawing a blank. That I'm you blank, yeah. that you enjoy, and then just. Somebody decided that it's no longer no legal and you, you can't do it anymore. It's better if you think about something specific that not a lot of other people like. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I like going out to this particular bluff and looking upon the canyons below or something like that. It's like, no, banned. Not allowed to go to that bluff anymore. You're the only person who's really impacted by this decision, but you're going to be so angry because you're going to be like, why? Why did they take away that bluff from me? It feels personal. Well, like I, I enjoy murder and cannibalism, but I, that was illegal a
1: long time ago. And now, welcome to the club, Corey. That's <laughs> well, you have to join us.
0: I, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> all I did, all I wanted to do, was not quit smoking, <laughs> and now I'm a cannibal. All of a sudden, you're thrown in with some very dangerous people. Uh, now,
1: I will say, uh, personal level aside, uh, this is the kind of shit that I fucking hate—the nanny state bullshit of like. CPO laws are a great example. Now, CPO laws are a bit of even further because with this, you could argue secondhand smoke, although where
0: ever? I mean, the biggest problem is that uh, people who are trying to ban cigarettes and listen, I understand why there's people who want to ban cigarettes. There's been people, you know, they've been experienced to people in their life who smoked and died of lung cancer and they don't want this to happen to other people. You Those know, people I, who are force fed cigarettes, they were forced to smoke a pack a day their entire lives. I understand I understand why they why they take up the, the choices that they do yeah. in trying to ban cigarettes and, and tobacco and everything that relates to it. But the problem is that you're not, you're just not that's not the way to do it. Like I I I I would love if I could uh if I could understand how Somebody feels like taking something away makes the situation better. Like if it was if it's opioids like we could have taken them away at any point and they were like yeah, clearly people are in pain,
1: Corey. We can't. take Oh, away I know. The but medicine. I'm saying
0: clearly you got to, like there, there was evidence that what was going on was wrong. A lot of the evidence that's coming from the smoking advocates and the in the desire to get smoking banned mm-hmm. is in bad faith. And that's one of the biggest problems I have. Are you telling they me did... third heads, third hand smoke's not a thing? Lori? No, third hand smoke is not a thing. <laughs> also, second hand smoke, while technically a thing, is not a thing either. So, so it like, is a thing if you are working in a
1: casino right. and somebody's smoking. It's not a thing if uh, I smoke and come to your house and you're exposed to my shirt. That's not a, the amount, not a thing.
0: The amount of people who die from second hand smoke is probably about the same as the amount of people who die from like fucking... Uh, Uh, vending machines falling on them and stuff like that it's it's a minuscule where can you smoke around people anymore and it's a minuscule number and the people who die of secondhand smoke the people who find health problems from secondhand smoke are people who have a pre-existing condition and are around people who smoke and don't care about their condition so if I had a son who had asthma (laughs) and I decided that I, fuck him. I'm going to smoke in the car with him. I'm going to smoke inside the house with him. When you have a son who has <laughs> asthma, fuck him. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that would be a type of person who could conceivably get some <laughs> some of the secondhand smoke hurting them in some yes. sort of way. The the most famous one is there was a uh, cocktail waitress in Vegas who got MGM to ban smoking in the uh, sports book. Yep. Because for 40 years she worked in the sports book bringing drinks to people who were sitting there for 15 hours straight in smoking betting on every single game from sun up to sundown. Yeah, yeah. And she did develop cancer from the secondhand smoke. But she was in the smokiest place you could possibly be for a long time like you know she had at that point the same amount of smoke entering her on a regular basis as somebody who smokes.
1: Might as well have been a smoker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: the and I again I don't want I understand that it's bad for you. I understand that we don't want people to do it. And I understand that people who are advocates for anti-smoking are going to do everything they can to get people to quit. Not the way. This is not the way. It's just, it, it's, it's hurting the cause at well, the end of
1: it. And one thing you mentioned earlier uh, is not inherent. It is written in, but it's not actually said in anything. And that is the back end of this is more black people smoke menthols than don't smoke—than— of black smokers, more of them smoke menthols. Yeah. So, uh, we want to address this in the black community, so we're going to ban menthols. But the Democrats have found the perfect position where even their own people, even the other Democrats, won't stand up and be like, oh, oh, that, mm, yeah, but we can't say that part. That's, oh, uh, I'm sorry, Democrats are just good about not saying the quiet part out loud. Because if this was a Republican measure, there'd be people being like, but black people smoke menthols. Yeah, That's what we're trying gonna, to help you.
0: <laughs> there's no way this goes the other way, and yeah. it isn't an issue. No, absolutely not. Yeah. But but because Democrats don't want to stand up. Also, it's not popular to yep. <laughs> advocate for the rights of smokers. Because, again, there's so few of us nowadays. It's like, it's like what are you, you really going to die on the hill if you're a senator for, you know, 20% maybe at most of the people in your state who smoke on some sort of regular basis. Now, like
1: you might make the argument, somebody from North Carolina say would want to make that argument, but, possibly. but uh, you know, another vice that somebody who isn't Corey might have, um, RJ Reynolds, the largest tobacco manufacturer in the world, but also in the United States. Uh, I is now in the business of through subsidiaries, pre-rolled pre-packaged marijuana. So yeah. something I think I advocated for in the very first year of the show, like if we tell tobacco companies to make, uh, figure out how to make marijuana in your packages, we'll legalize the thing tomorrow. And funny that menthol is getting, becoming illegal. Uh, FDA is going to take marijuana off the schedule one list and RJ Reynolds making uh, joints essentially on the same year. Very strange that all. That's working out, but yeah. you can buy RJ Reynolds products at our THC with no, uh, or no, no THC. No nicotine, just CBD, up to different str- like levels of THC and tobacco mixed together, or pure THC joints, yeah. essentially. Um, and so that's essentially the government saying we're going to take away the cigarettes, but we gave you weed. So
0: yeah. um, we you gave know. you weed at almost as high a taxes as cigarettes. I don't see why you're so upset with us
1: and, and also the profitability is sky high because yeah. uh oh because that's acceptable plants. no well, i mean
0: it's it's you know it's cool now like you know
1: but a tobacco plant you get one round a season it's like a, <laughs> it's if you like really a,
0: it's like a uh an ex of yours once said to me like cory calm the fuck down literally everyone does it <laughs>
1: I uh, I can only imagine what X that was. <laughs> it always makes me worried when you start quoting my X. Uh, <laughs> for many many reasons. Um, but uh, listen, we're trading a product that the crop grows one a year. It takes us all year to grow a tobacco crop. Yeah. For one that will get six to seven to eight crops a year, this is a more profitable yeah. plant, and the growth. Oh, is and way yeah, higher.
0: just fuck all the people who are in prison for. <laughs> for marijuana That's offenses. another
1: issue, boy. <laughs> Nobody cares about, they're black people. Like,
0: yeah, we don't but, say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> we'll ban their cigarettes, we'll throw them in jail. We'll,
1: we'll, this sounds like a plan. We'll
0: arrest them for pot and then we'll allow white people to sell it legally.
1: The And, and the, like, the biggest part of this is whenever we try to get the nanny state, uh, you, the 24th or the 18th, theoretically, yeah. is the, uh, the one we should look to. Because when you prohibit something, it just drives it to the black market. It will not make it less likely for you to be able to buy menthol cigarettes, the place where you buy them will get scarier yeah. and
0: uh, more shady. The cost will become more expensive. Will,
1: and you'll not know what you're going to get. You're going to get a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Menthol. I hope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope I don't get home and it's full of oregano. Yeah. Uh, but And also, another reason for higher policing of the black community, again, we're going to say the quiet part out loud, Black people use, or are, are, are black smokers, smoke menthol cigarettes at a higher rate than white smokers smoke menthol cigarettes. Yeah. So uh, now, cop sees a guy smoking. Yet another reason to come up and start an interaction with him about like, is that a menthol cigarette? You know, those are illegal. Uh, yeah, they're trying to
0: they're trying to play like, oh, a big part of the process of banning is we're going to work with the law enforcement community to make sure that no individuals are are targeted for their smoking of menthol cigarettes but rather the companies that make them the people right. who ship them in that sort of thing but when in the history of the world has the company or the shipper ever ever been held responsible for this kind of shit uh, like the-, the 18th amendment <laughs>
1: who got busted honestly the vast majority of places that got busted were not speakeasies on the upper or parties on the upper west side it was Jazz club, speakeasies yeah. in Harlem. That's where they went and busted people because it's just another reason for the, war, the cr- war on crime to be directed at certain people in certain places where we want it to go.
0: Well, because clearly all the crime comes from one place. That's the logic behind the war on, <laughs> the war on drugs, the war on and gangs, the war on anything. It's all about clearly there's somebody who's not holding up their end of the social so- bargain. <laughs> Like, you know, like...
1: It's not as if a black man wasn't killed over a cigarette in the last, I don't know, two or three years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, here we are. But uh, the most important part is you've made this white man angry, and <laughs> that is going to be your death knell. The guy who went out and voted in, like, the nine
0: different elections that yeah. L.A.
1: had the first year we moved here.
0: Oh, yeah. They had a lot of elections, and I'm not... I'm not... I can't... What... Where is there a home for me? Like, what we need is a, a legitimate libertarian party to join in the fray and get good at what they're doing real quick like I was going to say uh well if Gary the Johnson The problem is all the fucking libertarians are awful <laughs> that's
1: uh, Gary Johnson joins uh starts to grow like a little mustache he might get real real uh, appealing <laughs> to a lot of people in this country not you necessarily Yeah
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't join in with that but I mean, you know
1: We'll see we'll see what he has to
0: say he's talking about bringing the economy back I'm, I'm down for that I Listen I think a lot of people would trade in their red hats for red armbands I just uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is <laughs> Yeah, you know, he comes out with a little mustache, Corey's like, this guy is crazy. And Gary Johnson's like, weed and menthols for everybody. And Corey's like, this guy's got some good ideas. Let's just listen to him, all right? Let's hear what he has to say.
0: (laughs) I'm not saying I'm not gonna vote for it.
1: I'm not saying I will. I'm also not saying I'm not.
0: I'm saying let's hear what he has to say. The privacy of the voting booth is an (laughs) important
1: constitutional right. Gary Johnson, (laughs) landslide victory. I didn't vote for him. I don't know who did. (laughs) Says 99% of the American public. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anyway, uh, so uh, in other uh, disappointing but not surprising news for this week, you may have heard today uh, that over the weekend, the Colonial Pipeline, uh, a pipeline that runs from the deep south to the east coast corridor, uh, was the victim of a ransomware attack and we brought up ransomware a few years ago. I, I I think we uh it was actually last year because it was at the start of the pandemic, um, when Baltimore was uh, the victim of a ransomware attack. Yep. This is very similar. Uh, someone had took over and basically locked out everybody from the Colonial Pipeline system and basically sh- shut not shut down the pipeline, but basically said all gates closed, which means the oil sits where it is and it's not going. I'm sorry. <clears throat> The energy stops where it is and doesn't move any further. And uh, so this is a bad, bad thing, obviously, uh, for gas prices on the East Coast, which may, Corey, reach as high as $3 a gallon. Oh, my God.
0: Tiniest violin. I don't know <laughs> from how. the West Coast.
1: My uh, Some of my favorite replies today were just people who are clearly from the West Coast replying to people who are clearly from the East Coast on tweets like, uh, I paid four twenty six for a gallon of gas today. Like. <laughs> Welcome to our horror. Uh, but by the way, the reason it's cheaper on the East Coast is this pipeline, because it's yeah. easy to get oil from Texas, Louisiana, up to the East Coast. We don't have a similar infrastructure moving west, mainly because there's a lot of beautiful things there that we don't want to ruin with a, a oil pipeline leak. And what they have uh, on the East Coast is Georgia and really <laughs> Alabama. Yeah if Alabama was covered in a slick of oil might be an improvement. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, would we notice? <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. Uh, and
0: it would make Talladega more interesting.
1: If there was an oil spill in Alabama, <laughs> it would make, it would make my entire March from Dallas to the sea. Oh, just one good push. <laughs> and, uh, light the fire behind us, boys. Like just like, we'll race the fire to the ocean. Let's go. Um, so I would like to thank, uh, the dark side, the Russian hacker group, uh, who is taking the claim for this, for, uh, making the Neo Jayhawkers movement of burning the South, just from Dallas all the way to the ocean, a reality, open those pipelines, boys, just open them up and (laughs) spill that oil everywhere. Um, but yeah, uh, the bigger issue here is that once again, we are learning our infrastructure is, I was going to say not as secure as we thought, but not secure whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, And what is the answer? Because the answer, if you're colonial was, we don't need more regulation from the government as we're locked out of our system from a ransomware attack. We don't need any oversight asking whether or not we have cybersecurity. So,
0: I mean, I think, uh, I think rationalizing people of the cost of doing business is uh, securing your uh, securing your web presence as well. If you're, if you're going to be connected to the Internet somehow at your work, which is, I think, all of them at this point. Yeah. Uh, there is not an excuse for you not to have some form of security. Now, I'm sure that they do have some form of security, and they thought they were pretty good. The password was it, password
1: <laughs> with an exclamation part. point.
0: All, all it takes is one person's computer that is connected to something important to not be as secure as you think it is to throw the whole thing in disarray. Uh, If you remember, we talked about Equifax Mm -hmm. uh, a couple years back when they got hacked. Um, (laughs) Yes, the company that we don't sign up for, but yet has all our information. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And it got hacked because there was a computer in a Brazilian Equifax office or something like that where the password to get in was Equifax 1, and that was what allowed the hackers in to run yeah. <laughs> run rampant yeah. all throughout the thing. Uh you it, it's just got to it, it's something that needs to be taken more seriously and and you don't the worst part is you don't know it's going to happen to you until after it's too late. Like yeah. if you were going to become the victim of a ransomware attack, uh the the time to do it was right before <laughs> you were the victim of the hack. Like you know, and it, listen, it's not saying that everyone is, is uh, safe here because Microsoft was involved in a, a ransomware attack as well. Uh, so they're not immune. Nope. But, you know, it's not like all of Microsoft was in control of the, like, little segments of their uh, yeah, and, business. Yeah,
1: they've segmented out enough that it was like, okay, so they got access to this department. Yeah. But then we segmented it off from there, and the firewall kept us, the rest of the company safe. Yeah. What we've learned is that, some dude with a laptop, whose password was likely password one exclamation point, had access to the entire of the Colonial Pipeline system. Yeah. And gave them access as well. Right. So that's cybersecurity. But the other problem is you probably have like a 50-year-old dude from Texas who learned computers late in life who has access to the network. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, also, if you know the person, if yeah. I know that Robin's is in charge of the oil pipeline. Yeah. And... Maybe he has a really secure computer at work that has like a really intense password that yep. I'm never going to break. Uh, but, you know, he accesses all that stuff on his Chrome browser and he has all the passwords saved on there. And yep. his password for Gmail is password one exclamation point. Yep. You're fucked. You're yep. done. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Like, well, and we're dealing it's not going to these... take it's not going to take long for you to get your way around that problem.
1: Black hat hackers really. D- and and. That is the two-step version of what they will do. But they will find your wife's maiden name, your anniversary date, your kid's birth dates, and then just like, here is a plethora of information, put it in a database, and then just hard pound on the password because most people keep the same things. Yeah. And oh, so you did a live stream or a Zoom call that was unsecured from your desk. Let's check the reflections of anything in the room and (laughs) see if you have a Post-it on your computer with the password on it.
0: Like it's like it's like I was watching the NFL draft and uh, somebody I can't remember which team like took their pick. Probably uh, Washington, the, wa- <laughs> the football squad there. The in football. Yeah. The professional. Uh, the Landover professional Washington's. <laughs> uh, and like they took their pick and they were celebrating and the whole draft board was like right behind them. And I'm just like, you idiots, <laughs> like, uh, you, you borons like everyone knows uh. now. Like, all you have to do is like pause and like enhance and yeah. <laughs> you're good.
1: Like, well, you know, luckily, uh, <laughs> the video technology hasn't come that far, Corey. It'll take them hours. I mean, it's to just, break four, down it's just footage. the
0: 4K <laughs> footage. You can't, can't possibly break through.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the bigger thing that people should be worried about is uh, oil is going to go up in like three weeks or something. It's also going to be a thing where like uh, deniability. <laughs> Oil, just, gas just, isn't going to go up for like a week and people will be like it's fine. And then three weeks from now they'll blame something else like uh, the gays. Getting married. The gays <laughs> are getting married. That's why <laughs> gas went up. God hates us. Um, but these same problems uh, impact nuclear uh, power facilities, yeah. hospitals, uh, everything you think is a water treatment facilities, everything you think is key to life, is accessible by people who want to get access to it and do bad things. So. And somebody like Corey's dad or my dad is in charge of one of those departments with a computer. And the password is password A, B, C, D, exclamation point, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure is on the list of the hackers. Like, all right, here's the 500 we try first. Then we go into the dates. Uh, but just try password. See if that works. And then password, exclamation point. And then password one, exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, do they need a number or not? Uh,
0: that's really try the, the name problem. of the company, too. Just oh, like- <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
1: and then with a one yeah. with an exclamation point. Uh let's see what we have to do. By the way, Google will give you a secure if you put any symbol in at all. Um so just that's a heads up to yeah. dark side. Uh also dark side. Um Sally May, uh have we <laughs> like given where, any thought where are we? <laughs> uh to that? Cuz I get it's fine you break into the oil like oh we froze the oil. How pissed off everybody be if you just deleted all the debt records of all the people with student loans starting with the letter c last names <laughs> anywhere from c to ci is really where you want to focus on uh, actually you know just c e to ci is the the money spot
0: i mean just you. do the c's just
1: do the <laughs> i i don't know how many c's there are i don't want to stress people out with having too much work to do c e to ci is is really where i think the money of the the heart of the debt is mainly because I hold 90% of the nation's (laughs) student loan debt personally right now, uh, including, um, you know, the interest, which is substantial. (laughs) Um, But uh, I guess speaking of more things that are disappointing and not surprising, uh, well, not this part. Uh, It is Ramadan. Uh, So for those of you who may not know, uh, this is the holy month for uh, Muslims in the world, and they celebrate this month by uh, fasting, I don't think it's actually, it's like 28 days, right? Because yeah. it's a lunar month. So uh, from sunup to sundown, you fast and then you go to a service and then you can eat for a few hours before you go to sleep and then repeat the next day. And um, it is a, the high holy holidays, the Easter for yeah. for uh, Muslims. Um, and the uh, al Mosque, which is in uh, East Jerusalem, is one of the most holy places in Islam, uh, for those who may not know the history. Jesus, the third most important person in Islam, second to Muhammad and to Allah, who is God. Yeah. So the second most important prophet, this, the second most quoted person in the Quran, rose uh, from earth to heaven, uh, Isa, on this mount. And they built a mosque there, and um, it's the al Ask Mosque. And the Israelis decide to celebrate Ramadan by waiting until a group of Palestinians had fasted for, you know, 15 hours and then gone to a service. And then when they came out, massacre them in bulk. Um, So that's happening. And if you were to turn on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, you're going to see exactly zero news stories about that. Uh, And I think you aptly put, why is it that you're not going to see any stories about that?
0: I mean, because nobody wants to be criticizing Israel. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean,
1: don't defend smokers. <laughs> don't defend uh, white guy. Or actually, yeah, do defend smokers. <laughs> Fuck yeah. smokers
0: intentionally. Like,
1: yeah, smokers uh, cannot be defended, and Israel can't be chastised. Yeah, because we spend three point eight billion dollars a year giving them money for arms, which those arms they then use to murder Palestinians. Um. Uh, There was also two settlements that had been planned and then basically paused, which apparently are now off-pause because they wait till people, again, are fasting for 15 hours and then going to a service to boot them out of their homes so that uh, they can build uh, a settlement there instead. So, um, not everyone to shy away from uh, controversy. Here I am. Uh, (laughs) Fuck Israel. Um, How I... The prison camp in Janine, which is essentially a concentration camp modeled after some of the World War II concentration camps, which is probably the reason Israel as a state exists now because of the Holocaust and the concentration camps there. For those people to then put more different people in concentration camps and to essentially treat them as second-class citizens and take away power and take away medicine and take away water. And then when that's not enough, to go outside their church services and herd them together and murder them in Mos is disappointing but not surprising because this is what fascist regimes do. And the fascist regime that is currently running Israel uh, is the Zionist regime uh, is fucking terrible and should be replaced. But it won't be because we give them $3.8 billion.
0: I mean, I think beyond the... Beyond all the problems is like uh the never ending story of the Middle East is that nobody understands it except for people who are really tied into uh what is going on there, yeah, so uh and it being vague and confusing to average everyday people is what makes <laughs> what allows things like this to happen because there's not massive attention on it the same way as there is like because it's like I think the average person just thinks like, oh conflict in the middle east what else is new right like you know like this is just another set of things that have happened between israel and palestine but i think uh we're getting we have to be close to the point (laughs) where where uh even the average person can see that one side is clearly beating up on the other a lot more than using jets
1: and ships and uh helicopters and the like
0: yeah I, i mean. I'm generally I'm generally more of the the uh the why don't we not war with each other? Yeah. Part of like my general worldview is I would like it if we didn't war with other nations and stuff like that. Like we didn't need to rise to that level. So obviously I would like whatever will bring as much peace as humanly possible to any region of the world where there is strife. But it doesn't seem like either side is particularly interested in going that that route. And that's, that's part of the problem. Like, I would
1: disagree. Uh, because I, I think during the 90s, especially under Arafat, uh, later Arafat, not early Arafat, uh, there was a very big push for a two-state solution and wanting peace. But, again, if there was a guy who every time you saw him, he walked up and punched you in the nose, eventually... You get tired of getting punched in the nose. And then when you see him, you punch him first or you cross the street to avoid him, any number of things. But you can't expect, I would not expect you to continually like, as this guy approaches you every single time, be like, listen, man, I just want to be left in peace. I don't know why you want. No, because he's going to punch you in the nose. That's what's going to happen. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, the last time we were close was in the 70s, late 70s, when um, both of the men who organized the peace treaty were assassinated by the extremists on both sides. Yeah. Uh, Hottest take, by the way, on this new round of violence in Israel is a um, conservative who I saw, again, on Twitter, replying something to the effect of, well, they should uh, be more uh, Western and civilized like Christians who haven't murdered each (laughs) other for hundreds of years, forgetting that uh, earlier this past 365, Corey and I were talking about how the failure of the uh, EU and Brexit could actually violate the Good Friday Accords, which would essentially cause a renewed violence in Northern Ireland, famously between the Jews and the Muslims of North Ireland. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's the uh, the Protestants and the Catholics
0: yeah. there. Yes. Uh, so. Also, uh. Uh, may I show you something in the Crusades, perhaps? <laughs> like, uh, well, uh, I mean, the Crusades <laughs> were hundreds
1: of years ago. I'm looking more at something in the postmodern era, like yeah. uh, Northern Ireland, Christian, which was, by the way, in our lifetime. 1994 yeah. was the Good Friday Accords. Yeah. I was 10 years old. I remember Lockerbie, Scotland bombing. I remember these things are actually like in the most recent history. Uh, not even including by the way that in America now there are extremist christians who regularly espouse violence against non extremist christians like you are letting gay bishops have gay marriages in your church that's a bombing yeah that's a bombing that's yeah. what we do to that kind of stuff like uh, we don't call it religious violence but oh no christians are bombing christians that's not religious <laughs> kind of is uh the kkk is religious violence when kkk bombs a black church how is that not one extremist sect of christianity against another who says yes race is involved but also you don't worship the same god i do stop claiming that despite the fact that by the way allah is just the arabic word for god yeah translated directly like yahweh the direct translation into uh hebrew for the word god we're all worshipping this. Well, you all are all worshipping the same <laughs> mental illness of a man in the sky who controls your life somehow. Uh, I, being enlightened, do not.
0: Well, good for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, speaking of crazy Christians. <laughs> speaking of crazy people who are taking a stand. <laughs> uh, the uh, Republican Party has decided they've had enough of Liz Cheney. So this is about it. Uh, We talked about it last week, GOP eating their own, Um, but it's still fucking incomprehensible to me how, A, short-sighted, and B, stupid, it is that the GOP is choosing to handle their entire situation this way. Yeah. Because- Wait, when you say that to handle the situation, you mean like
1: handling a uh, really terrible breakup where- you stop calling, you stop going to see them, and then you say, they're going to get the clue. They're going to get a clue eventually that <laughs> this is over. And you're waiting for them to be like, so are we breaking up? Is that, well, I mean, if you want to break up, I guess that's what we're going to
0: be doing. What? Not that Liz Cheney was the answer, but like, is there a Republican right now uh, that you can you can say like, oh, we might disagree a little bit on the issues, but I like him. He's a good, he seems to have it all figured out. John McCain. <laughs> it's been a little bit quiet recently. Yeah, but <laughs> unfortunately,
1: <laughs> nah not uh active in politics anymore. Yeah. Uh although uh I I was gonna make a, a joke about the new senator from uh Arizona, but her name is Cinema? Chris uh, and uh, Cinema? Yeah, Chris and Cinema. is is you know, challenge is uh channeling John McCain with it. <laughs> Only on the worst The exaggerated fucking thumbs down. Worst fucking things ever. Oh um But uh, is there is there a Republican? For me? Could, yeah.
0: No. I I I literally I mean Hogan, I guess. I like But Hogan Hogan is like uh I I was telling my dad like uh Newsom. Yeah. It's kind of like O'Malley. Yeah. Like in the way that like he's got good ideas and he has a framework for how he wants to do it, but he's the fucking worst messenger of his own information there is. Like Gavin Newsom thinks he's the star of the show. Gavin Newsom should be in a back room somewhere and have yeah. somebody else be the star of the show. Because like he he put together a decent enough infrastructure here in California to do what he wants as far as political uh, being is concerned. That helps when you have literally all Democrats in the house and the and the Senate yeah. here in California. Um, but it, it it's just like he's incapable. You know, Hogan is not like capable of like x's and o's as well but he's a great messenger of his own yeah his own desires uh and you know i can agree with larry hogan on a lot of things and he is uh, a much a much more moderate republican than the rest of them and it clearly shows
1: your your guy from uh ohio
0: um Kasich. See them. Um,
1: but he's think, not in politics anymore either. He's out. So
0: no, and Kasich is cowardly too. That's the. I mean, Kasich will will go to the line and then just be like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to wade into this water," and then back away and just not be involved because he's not a governor anymore. He doesn't have to like no dog in his. He doesn't have to go after every single issue. Yeah, uh, Hogan. You know, at, at some point is going to get asked a question. <laughs> so like, you know, there's there's a point where he has to respond to things. And but who else? Who else? Do you have? like governor of uh, Florida. Ron DeSantis? No, no. I don't. Uh, Texas Governor no. Abbott? No, I mean, and the worst part is that like all these all these Republicans are trying to kick out people like Liz Cheney. Meanwhile, in Texas, which is for sure under siege by like the MAGA movement, yeah. Uh, Abbott can't do can't please anybody. Like he had the mask mandate for a little while because of you know the rising COVID cases, yeah. Uh, and the far right, the MAGA people in his party, were fucking fury, infir- furious that he would even do that. Uh, the middle-of-the-road Cheney-type Republicans were like, uh, you should be doing a little bit more, and yeah. the Democrats are, you should, be, you should be doing a lot more. Nobody was happy with how he was handling things. So, like, I don't, I don't see why... Like he would be the answer either. Like he,
1: he no, and he's got the problem. He's now. trying to
0: find the the port in the storm that'll take him right now, and that's the he's got the problem that Gavin Newsom doesn't have, which is
1: a rising number of the opponent party every single election. They're gaining seats, yeah, in the state house and well, not. Uh, I mean, like election. they
0: just had a had a couple elections in Texas where it didn't look good for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have a deep bench. This is uh, I really do think uh, Texas may be in play at some point. Uh, there were a lot of people who who were wondering whether or not Biden would actually be able to pick it off during the election. Right. But uh, the the bench in Texas is not deep enough. That's the that's the end of the the pro Got to like watch Beto- that boy
1: state doc. Yeah. That's when when those guys get up there that's going to be the ones.
0: Beto's a Beto's a very good politician. I I think he could be governor. I mean the fact that he got gave Ted Cruz a run as quick as much as he did yeah. should be uh enough to show that under the right circumstances he could win. But who else, other than Beto, is there in Texas that you feel oh, confident no, that, about doing anything? Like that's I, a, I, I
1: saw that Boy State doc, and I got the inkling that there are more, especially Beto. More now centrist. is what
0: Stacey Abrams was, yeah. four years before she decided to run for governor. Yeah. There wasn't a bench in Georgia of Democrats. She helped build it up. She lost against Kemp for the governor's race, and then. <laughs> lost she didn't become governor air yes. quote glossed against <laughs> brian kemp and uh you know she spent the next four years building up the infrastructure and now georgia is in play yeah uh you but know I georgia don't will that. probably go back and forth a couple times in the next couple of elections but like you know it, it's way closer now than it ever was at any point in our lifetime really yeah
1: i, I don't see that in texas though because it, it's a lot of guys who are really uh, uh, what's his name julian castro also yeah. had the opportunity there to like Build the a ca- bench and the then, Castros
0: and the Castros could be interesting uh possible candidates, but I mean like there there's just nobody like you know, they they had like Austin elections two weeks ago or something like yeah. that, and you know, the Democrats just got slaughtered at him because there's such a there nobody <laughs> no Democrat has come out in Texas. And, like, done anything to prove to the people of Texas that they can make their lives better. So they're they're just stuck in well, their you, ideology.
1: They don't have a Stacey Abrams either who's saying, like, listen, election that I won or lost or doesn't matter, I'm building an organization in this yeah. state. And if Georgia is in play in the next 10 years, it will not be because of whoever is there. It's because Stacey Abrams did the work for the last four years. Yeah. Beto isn't really doing. He's national now. He's not doing the work
0: in Texas. I don't he's, see the Castro's doing anything. He he's still out there in Texas. He's still he's still doing the work. But I mean, like it's it's not, you know, to to hope that it's like uh it's like a uh the Orioles have been bad for a couple of years. Yeah. So like we just kind of need like a Hall of Famer to just all of a sudden come up. Like you know, like we need a we need a a guy who can lead us to the because we're not going to win a World Series without you know a year over year all-star like somebody Wouldn't... who's really good like we just need a Cal Ripken to like just suddenly appear on i the like team, i know? like the idea
1: except for let's what if it was a guy who started on third and then went to short and then um mm. was an all-star yeah amazing bat yeah didn't go to san diego at the end of his contract
0: yeah i mean you know we couldn't afford him so that's the that's the overall problem with the orioles they can't afford these people i mean you say that <laughs> but <laughs> i mean chris davis is sitting there
1: and uh, I would say Peter Angelo's got a lot of uh, Misothelioma money sitting around <laughs> and maybe maybe if you splurge a little bit uh, you could spend it on the team yeah but that's or Bashotti uh, buys them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that's...
1: yeah yeah Bashadi please buy the team just uh, a guy who doesn't care about
0: wasting all the money that he has just
1: eh, fuck it let's uh, let's, let's, let's listen it's, it's, it's like only gonna, gonna
0: cost three or four billion dollars what the fuck yeah um, by the way remember remember like six years ago when the clippers sold to uh balmer and it was two billion dollars and like yeah the reaction of everyone is like two billion dollars with the clippers how the fuck and then all of a sudden like the new forbes list came out and i think the yankees were valued at like five and a half billion (laughs)
1: dollars or something like that which by the way not the sale price that's a value price you want to buy them you got to probably give like 20 percent 25 percent more than that because you're driving the people of their money angelo's
0: bought the orioles for like what like Sixty million dollars? Yeah, in I was going to say. I, I wanted to say it was low tens of millions. So. It was, It really wasn't that much money. Yeah. Like I mean, it, sixty million dollars is a lot of money, but when you considering that thirty years later the value of the thing is multiple billions of dollars, it's, it's a good investment. Good. Yeah, better uh, than dog coin. Uh, Dogecoin. For
1: Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Get it right if you're going to say it, it's Dogecoin. <laughs> so I wanted to uh, send a a sorry of ways or a, maybe you should listen to me next time to a bunch of people because I said, Elon's coming up on SNL on Saturday. Uh, if you have Dogecoin now might be a good time to get out. If you don't have it, don't get in now. And a couple of people from my work said, you're crazy to the moon, uh, is what he Mm -hmm. said. I'm buying in now. And then they woke up today to find that, uh, the value of that coin had uh, dropped. Uh, not precipitously as I would have liked, but it did drop some uh, because Elon uh, made jokes about Dogecoin and uh, the, well, the secret is that Elon actually d- uh, divested of Dogecoin and started investing in another one, and now that's the one he's pushing. So uh,
0: people are screwed. Basically, <laughs> it's a pump and mean, dump. It, it, it's people don't understand commodity trading. This is <laughs> this is part of the problem. Like for for. It, Eons, we, the commodities we had to trade upon were uh, gold, silver, Frankincense oil, <laughs> like these types of things. Uh, you could bet futures on crops and stuff like that, but that's not like a high investment game. That's just sort of something you do if you are really into <laughs> investing in okay. shit. Like seeing you next to the Doge coin, you
1: actually bear a striking resemblance to the Doge. Do oh well, from the Doge coin.
0: Should I should I get my real Doge to <laughs> well,
1: see he doesn't bear any resemblance producer, Shorts now
0: producer s- Roberto just sleeping on the job Brooks producer Brooks Brooks <laughs> <laughs> we've been saying producer Roberto so much that to
1: be fair producer <laughs> Roberto is probably taking a nap right now too so
0: uh oh, look he doesn't at, give any stretches like that look at you That's anyway not- <laughs> um yeah I, <laughs> the worst part about uh what we got going on with th- the uh crypto markets is that A lot of people, I think, are investing in it thinking that they've figured out the game, Mm -hmm. and uh, none of them have really figured out what game they're playing. (laughs) You guys have absolutely
1: figured out the entire game. Now, I want to (laughs) let you in on a secret that not many people know. My mom has a box upstairs in the attic. It's got the new uh, NFTs, this is a weird NFT, though. It's a physical form. It's a little, uh, it's an animal. It's got beans inside. <laughs> this is what you need to invest <laughs> Magic in. Magic beans. To the moon, <laughs> Beanie Babies 2021. <laughs> the value's coming back. Um, so, if anybody would like to get in early, I am selling those Beanie Babies for as little as $3,000 apiece.
0: Get yeah. in now while you can. You know why? You know why I knew this was a bad idea. This whole Dogecoin thing. Why is that? Because uh, uh, somebody somebody was asking me uh, when GameStop was happening. Mm-hmm. What's the next GameStop? What's the thing that's gonna rise precipitously? And I'm just like Dogecoin. <laughs> it's gonna jump. Uh, and and I was just like, I, I, I was asked, why do I know this? And I'm like, because the internet can't help itself. I can literally see it like churning itself into yeah. this direction and that's exactly what happened and since that moment that i spoke of which i didn't invest any in dogecoin i probably should have uh of wit- of that time when i spoke uh it's jumped a hundred thousand <laughs> percent so like it's well i, I would argue uh i uh, don't invest in
1: uh digital currencies uh i am very proud to say that my uh carbon footprint is as near zero as a human beings can get while still participating in a, yeah, a society, uh, and I would not want to increase that by a hundredfold, which is what is required in order to start investing in digital currency, because they are terrible for the environment. Uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all the coins, terrible for the environment. Yeah. Um, just the the amount of resources it takes to uh, mine the coin, um, the amount of people doing it. There's a new one, Chia, which if you can get it, that's it's much better, more friendly for the environment.
0: Um, But uh, I mean that uh, at the end of the day, I think that's the the mining is really the problem. It's like that. You know, there's incredible resources being put towards mining for Bitcoin in order to gain some. I mean, uh, the the other uh, the best way to think about it, if you're like a real person, is just like you're buying Bitcoin or yeah. you're buying ethereum or you're buying whatever other crypto you think is interesting and uh trying your best to uh stay on top of it without making it your life because uh it's just like the people who used to day trade yeah and they had like the fucking 19 Ninth, computer screens in front of them style, yeah like, the niche is about to open you know and like yeah those people will make a little bit of money in their life trading stocks. They'll make enough money that it makes it seem like all the effort was worth it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're just driving themselves fucking nuts because they're looking for... They they get so invested in the idea of... uh they've They've picked a winner, and then all of a sudden it builds, and then they need to find the right, perfect time in which to sell. And you don't want to be the person who... You know, he's like, like you could go to a dispensary and buy weed with Bitcoin, right? Yeah. So let's say hypothetically you go in there and you say, "I would like to buy a hundred dollars worth of weed with this Bitcoin," and then you know they calculate the value of you know zero 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 point zero one Bitcoin, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However much it is to equal the one hundred dollars of Bitcoin or one hundred dollars of value, and then you trade it, and then a year from now that hundred dollars in Bitcoin is worth a hundred thousand dollars and you're just like well that was the most expensive weed i've ever purchased in my life like yeah this is the it it, it's one of those investments that is at some point it's either going to take hold or it's going to drop and i can't tell you (laughs) which one it's going to happen uh i imagine there's going to be a lot of cryptos that just suddenly collapse probably yeah Uh, and that will be the that will start getting people nervous, and that will start tap uh, uh, capping the top end of what you could expect in the more top line cryptos, the yeah. bitcoins, the Ethereum, that sort of thing. Uh, it, it also don't take your advice from me. I don't, <laughs> I don't know shit. I'm just I'm speaking uh, casually as somebody who's aware of how this. I have some crypto, sure, uh, and you know, like. It's one of those things that, like, you'll wake up in the morning, you'll look at it, and it'll be like, you know, like, oh, I have $100, right? And then you wake up the next morning, and you're like, oh, my God, I have $200. And then you wake up the next morning, and it's like, oh, it's down to $50, you know, like, yeah. and you watch it, and you're just sort of like, you know, like, when's the best time to sell? <laughs> when, now, you, when you feel like it. If, also realize that you're going to get cap gains on that, so. Yeah, if you uh, <laughs> watched
1: it. If you watched it, don't take uh, out
0: a hundred thousand dollars in Ethereum, thinking you're going to buy that house from a No, no, because uh, no. uh, uh, you're also going to get taxed twenty percent on the top. So,
1: but I, I mean, if you had watched that and sold and rebought and moved it around, yeah. you could have made five hundred dollars from that. Oh yeah, but it makes your life all about the market.
0: Not a, yeah, you you gotta you feel like you can't walk away from the computer screen for like a second, like and that's the. Look at, look at any day trader you've ever known in your entire life. They're either the fittest human being in the history of the planet because they just stand there, like, fucking on the treadmill, like, doing trading. Oh, the standing and, desk? Yes. Yeah. yeah well, or, like, kidding. doing sit-ups, like, in between, waiting for things to open up and stuff like that. Or they're just, like, a fat old slob who just, like, sits there. And, the guy I, from South Park. The, 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 <laughs> the best example I can think of,
1: I'm watching through Below Deck, which is a uh, reality TV about uh, people who work in a mega yacht. And the people who like actually clean it and like our service. Right. And there's a guy who comes on there who is apparently a famous day trader who I don't remember. But apparently he was famous back in the day. Yeah. Shot. And the entire vacation, which cost him one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for four days on this boat. He's working the entire time. Now, the very beautiful girl who he would never get if he didn't have that kind of money really enjoyed her vacation, like yoga and swimming and the slide off the side. He is in the like salon on the computer complaining about the Wi-Fi the entire time. I'm like, yeah. why? Why make the money if you're not going to enjoy it? What's the point?
0: Well, because you're worried that the the day that you decide to... I'm going to go away. <laughs> I'm going to go to Disney today. I'm going to unplug. Like, that's the day where the market crashes and you've lost exactly. everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I will say, uh, so obviously and what people... if you uh, Again, like... If you think you can you can figure out when the moment that things are going to crash is, then best of luck to you. Because, I mean, like, speculation on the stock market is already kind of volatile. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, speculating on something that's even more volatile, like crypto, is, like, a, a different level of trying to f- figure out when things are going to turn. But, and, by like, the way, uh, when you figure it out, uh, let's say that you are as smart as the
1: smartest investing computer, <laughs> and it figured out in the same moment. You're like... Now's the time to trade all of their Bitcoin yeah. gone already It's right. already sold. They've already beat you to the punch. The, the
0: price is, you're plumbing. never going to be able to beat the computer. No, especially because they, <laughs> they, they, they get the, they pay for the extra fast connection, fast connection to yeah. Newark to get the, but, and I
1: will say, like, listen, when, when you're investing in it, you are investing in a commodity. It's not necessarily the coin itself, but again, I don't invest in the commodity version because I know much like diamonds, diamonds kill a lot of people to get them up out of the ground. If people stopped buying diamonds, they would stop mining it out of the ground. Yeah. If this wasn't a huge investment where the value was going up, people would stop mining it. And that's why we're going to see the collapse is because when the value plummets and somebody says, I have a $40,000 setup here to mine Bitcoin, it's not worth it at this price. What can I make this do other than that? Now we are no longer mining it and using resources either.
0: I mean, the other thing is you're you're at the wills of whether or not somebody decides to wake up and ruin the crypto market for you <laughs> because I mean, like uh, I was China like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, something like that where it's just like we're going to look into possibly banning uh, cryptocurrencies <laughs> and everything just dropped immediately. Like overnight, like you woke up in the morning. You're just like, where'd all my fucking Bitcoin go? <laughs> like where'd the value and go? Guys, like, I just
1: want a currency I can use online to buy cocaine, <laughs> unusually and have it delivered to my house.
0: Is, cocaine. <laughs> is that so
1: much to quote
0: ask. unquote? Cocaine.
1: <laughs> but, um, speaking of China causing things to drop precipitously, <laughs> uh, big story, the past week, scary moment. That wasn't scary and most people didn't know about, but some people did. Uh, So the Chinese uh, launched their Long March 5B rocket for the second time to put yet another piece of their space station, which is not the International Space Station, but their China-only space station, into orbit. And uh, as it happened the first time, overshot the mark, and the rocket itself achieved orbital velocity, which meant that the rocket was also in orbit. Except for it was in not quite a full orbit. It was in a orbit that was decaying, and it was going to come back to Earth. Yeah, and then we were on like rocket watch, and where is it going to fall? The first
0: time, there were a couple hours there where it's just like somewhere in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, <laughs> and I listen. I'm, I'm I can have a laugh too. There was a lot of people on Twitter saying that uh, they hoped it hit Mar a Lago. Uh, really didn't hope it hit anything. Like personally speaking, yeah. Like let's not let's not root for this thing hitting people. <laughs> Like, so the
1: first one that also achieved orbital velocity uh, landed in a village in Ivory Coast and luckily didn't kill anyone, but apparently like flattened an entire village. Yeah. Uh, and this one landed in the Indian Ocean. So luckily it splashed out. And experts were saying, listen, 70% of the planet's water of the land that makes up 30% of it. 10% of it is inhabited. So we have a good chance of this just landing somewhere where there is no people. Yeah, nine and ten. Skylab, also mm-hmm. a big piece of American space junk that came back down, deorbited over uh Australia and landed in the Outback. But a piece of it broke off and then therefore came in sharper than the rest of it and killed a woman in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, uh, the rocket starts to deorbit and a piece of it breaks off and you're standing in Mar-a-Lago and it's going to land in the Indian ocean. But because of the way these things work traveling many hundreds of miles an hour, you get nailed in the head with a bolt from the rocket. And then the rest of it goes into the Indian ocean. So the, the story really isn't about this particular rocket. It's one. We have junked up all of our near earth orbits and
0: well, we've, finish junking up earth we might as well go go to up the, there and <laughs> go it. to the earth orbit
1: it's gonna be a problem as stuff starts to run into each other and then uh, orbits always decay unless you add energy to them so like the space station in order to correct every few months will just give a little pff, pff, yeah of, of air and it just like keeps it in the right orbit keeps it moving forward at the right speed um and if you don't do that like it's an old
0: uh satellite <laughs> old cell set. Yep, the singular satellite just like... Falls out <laughs> of space. Uh,
1: and now we're talking about putting stuff up into suborbit, which is like the the Elon Musk wants to make a um, an apartheid internet network. Uh, yep. What's it? Uh, just like sub-orbital things that give internet to the entire world. Mm-hmm. That will become a yearly upkeep effort of like, oh, we lost two of them, so we got to launch two next year to fill in the gaps. But those go places. It's going to fall out of the sky yeah. into a place. Uh, so these are things we should consider. Also, China has been relatively good at uh, at aeronautics and space thus far. They landed a lander on the moon, only the third country to do that. Um, They've landed on other planets, only the third country to do that as well. The thought that they missed the math once on the first rocket, I'll give you. But that they miss it twice on the second rocket seems a little strange And it just so happens that this uh, piece of the International Space Station, or I'm sorry, the Chinese Space Station that they put up, is only slightly heavier than their biggest nuclear weapon. Or no, it's only slightly lighter than their largest nuclear weapon. So by orbiting the rocket, it could be a message to the U.S. that we have a very big nuke. And if we put that nuke on top of this rocket, it would put that nuke into orbit, and the rocket then wouldn't orbit it would fall back down but then we would have a nuke in our biggest nuke in orbit ready to rain fire down on the united states which sounds a lot like the cold war because it is the cold war oh <laughs> uh,
0: you know what i'll 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 keep an eye out for it yeah I'll, I'll i'll remember this for later but uh i don't know if it's nefarious because the u.s who is also one of those three nations that have gotten to the moon yeah gone to another planet regularly fuck up calculations (laughs) so it's the, you know just because you're capable of putting something on the moon doesn't mean you're not capable of not carrying the one every once in a while
1: we fuck up calculations leading to explosions on the launch (laughs) pad it's been a long time since we orbited a rocket because we put too much fuel in it that's the thing it's either like we got the perfect amount of fuel (laughs) anybody check the gaskets do we check the (laughs) gaskets before we oh nope bill you're the gasket guy. <laughs> Check the gaskets. Um, Does this thing work in the cold? It should. <laughs> Do not watch the uh, that thing about... Uh, the Challenger. Um, the Challenger. Yeah. I mean, been, the number of times people were just like... Ehh. And
0: they're like, go ahead. It's fine. It's, it's good. It's just a missile you're getting on. It's fine. Don't worry about a thing.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, anyway,
0: uh, uh, speaking of things
1: that are very worrisome that the U.S. government is doing, Anthony Fauci... Um, who I have been a big fan of throughout this uh, pandemic, uh, is starting to get on my shit list. And let me tell you why. Um, I have a policy when I'm writing emails for work that I write emails assuming that the dumbest person who's going to read this, how will they read it? Now, it may sound like, like I'm talking down to some people, but there's enough people who I'm worried about not getting the message that I will dumb it down to its most base form. Yeah. So as you can see from the infographic here, uh, Dr. Fauci is... <laughs> trying to avoid
0: using the term circle around, hoping that they don't stand up from their desk to circle. To circle around, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll circle back to this on Tuesday and then like, just leave the office until yeah. the next Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Dr. Anthony Fauci today said that we sh- he's having doubts about the mask mandate and that we should be rethinking all the mask mandates. And he's right. Statistically, based on everything that we know, he is making a very sound argument. But the problem is Dr. Fauci is surrounded by scientists and doctors. And he's now in a white house that like believes in science. So maybe he's getting a little spoiled because he doesn't have the guy talking about injecting bleach into people. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's forgotten that you need to dumb everything down and worry about the worst, not the best, because I know people are going to hear this and be like, Oh, I don't have to wear my mask anymore. And then you're going to be like, Oh, so you're you got that second shot? No, you got the first shot, and you're just waiting for. It. No, I'm not getting. I'm not gonna put that in my body. They say as they shovel a hot dog in a, <laughs> a, a Mountain Dew, um, and they're gonna say I don't have, my, have to wear my mask because Dr. Fauci said I don't have to wear masks anymore, which is not what he said, but that's what they're gonna take from it. And I was a fan of his throughout the pandemic because he was saying stuff that I was like. He doesn't believe that, yeah. but he knows the dumb people will take the truth and use it to their own means. So he says the more reactive thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, throughout this, I feel like there's been a lot of uh, people aiming for more mass in more places because it's less likely that it will bit it, it will get missed in the <laughs> the places where it's really needed. Like, if you say you have to wear the mask outside, then the likelihood that you're going to be wearing the mask inside as well is higher. Yes. Uh, I don't like, I don't necessarily approve of that. It's like when people tell me that the thing starts at 8 or 7.45 and I'm like, that's a weird time. And then I find out that it really starts at 8 and you told me to show up early because I'm late all the time. (laughs) Like, it's just like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, this isn't the way to make me do things. As I show up right at 8. Yes, as you show up on time at
1: 8. Uh, this seems a lot like the I was going to quit smoking, but now that you're telling me to quit smoking, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, going to do it. Anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, go, uh, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Uh, I think that uh, right now, outdoor masks don't make a as much sense as they did before, uh, with more people being vaccinated and the transmission outside being very low. But the problem is that somebody. People are not going to be able to construe the differences in, in how dangerous things are. So, like, you know, I said I, I probably wouldn't walk around downtown L.A. without a mask on. Well, you know, the last couple of days when I've been walking around downtown, there have been times where I've been literally the only person anywhere... Right. You know, a thousand feet away from me was the nearest person. The mask wasn't on at that point. or wasn't pulled up at that point. You know, there's no reason. And... Uh, you know, there, <laughs> there's has certainly been lightning of the, of when I'm wearing a mask, depending on how safe or unsafe I feel about a certain situation. But I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of what's safe and unsafe. Uh, I'm not one of the ones that pe- that Fauci should be worrying about, I guess is the point. Uh, yeah,
1: that's the problem
0: though, the, because it's the people who like, we talked about the people who showed up at spring break in Miami and yes. none of them were wearing masks and they're all like fucking crammed together. Like it's a goddamn concert or all the people who are showing up at, you know, ball games in <laughs> in Texas to full capacity with very little masks around. Like, you know, it's, it's not <laughs> the good news is that we're getting so many people vaccinated. Uh, so far, uh, because that's helping things. But the problem is that once we hit this plateau where people stop getting vaccinated, Oh, we we passed the plateau. We are we're, on the downside. We're now. still going to, we're, you know, like, uh, the chances of something going very wrong are still out there. Yeah. And we, we should be respectful of that. <laughs> like we should, we should understand that like, you know, maybe you're vaccinated and you're going to the Ranger game. But that doesn't mean everyone who's at the Ranger game isn't vaccinated. Um Yeah. And there was a there was an article that was making waves last week. Uh I think it was the Atlantic. Uh I'll find it and put it in the show notes. But the the idea is that uh, you know, there there's a uh a hesitancy to move on from the people on the left, basically. That uh they're they don't wanna give up the mass or they don't wanna go out and start living life again because uh, they've gotten comfortable and used to this idea of like being safe and stuff like that. I, I, I can understand th- there's a hesitancy on my part. Definitely. Yeah. Like when I go places that are a little bit more than I have been doing, like it, there's a, like, is this the right thing to do at the moment kind of feeling? Um, But, you know, at some point where we are going to have to get past it, we are going to have to start living life a little bit more again uh and people are going to have to get comfortable with it but i don't think it's a problem for people who decide to wear a mask a little bit longer than like i personally am am have always been of the mind that like i'm going to be a full month behind yeah everybody else who's trying to like if they told you you don't have to wear a mask under any circumstances whatsoever outside in california i will still be the person wearing the mask for probably another month uh when i'm around other people because a, I'd rather be safe than sorry. B, uh, it doesn't harm me in any kind of way, so it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Uh, and three, uh, or, well, three, I don't want to be associated with people who are vehemently anti mask Yes. Because I know the kind of uh, terror that it can put in somebody's, if you're in an elevator, if you walk into an elevator and you see just one person in there without a mask and they're coughing- and then you're just like, I'll take the next one. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, like I don't want to be associated as one of those people. And, you know, fourth, I I I just think that it's a a compassionate thing to do. And I don't think any of those things are wrong. But we will, collectively, as as the people who have been careful, collectively as vaccinations tick up, as you personally get vaccinated, as the people around you get vaccinated, are gonna have to start learning to go back out into society a little bit because there is a I, didn't I think go there out is an emotional cost to I didn't go out into society to begin with I, I was
1: living a pandemic life before the pandemic oh uh, so. that's
0: fine you, you didn't lose out but I'm saying like a lot of other people it's going to be it's going to be weird to go back into you know like going to restaurants and going to bars and stuff like that once
1: and I encourage that when other people's actions don't threaten my life. Go live your life. Go do whatever you want. I was not that person, and I won't be that person in the future, so that's fine. I have said that uh, masks are likely a part of the rest of my life. I had less sickness. I had less issues altogether the past year. It's not just—I mean, I worked in an office throughout this entire pandemic, and we were careful in the office, but also I wore a mask for an entire year when I wasn't in my apartment or sitting— at my workstation, yeah. so or here, basically. Yeah. So other than that, like, yes, it tells me we. I was doing the thing that keeps me healthier and safer, not just from COVID, but from the flu and from colds and from uh, the Allergies disgustingness and- of everyone. Yeah. I, honestly, I think I have had less allergy problems uh, because I'm when I'm outside, I have a mask on. Now it's not helping me when I'm in my own apartment and the dude's hotboxing my apartment through my air conditioner because <clears> uh, he stands right outside my window smoking weed for like four hours um that's either here nor there but um i, I just it's when it's not going to threaten my life everyone can go feel free to do whatever they want my 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 request to dr fauci is keep in mind that people hearing that i came down uh to the studio on friday and uh, on my way here, I saw packed bars. I almost got hit by doors from people hopping out of Ubers for the first time in a year, mm-hmm. which was a weird experience because I'd stopped looking out for <laughs> doors up, popping yeah. open on me. Uh, and now I'm like, oh, I got to get back in that mindset. But I, I know if I had asked any of those people maskless on the uh, curb outside of a bar smoking a cigarette, that they would have said something to the effect of, oh, we don't have to wear masks outside anymore. But wait... Are you vaccinated? Is everybody in your circle vaccinated? You know, uh, what's your status? All of it. these are not questions that came to mind. They heard no mask outside. Bars are open. I'm going to go stand outside of a bar and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Get a mask on. now I'll put the mask back on when I go inside. Cause they make me, but I'm not going to wear it outside. None of those subsequent questions came up. And that's my, my request to Dr. Fauci and people like him is think about the dumb people. And, Act according to the worst of society, not the best. Yeah, Because he doesn't have to send a message to us. I'll be wearing my mask forever now. He needs to send a message to the guy who's like, or the girl, I know, who is going on vacation because her four friends who she's vacationing with are all vaccinated. She's not vaccinated, but, I mean, they are, so it's totally fine. Also, her roommate, turns out, not vaccinated either. So, you know, fuck that person's life. That's fine. Um. Yeah, it's just upsetting on many levels. Stop. Stop thinking the best of us. I mean, you can think the best of me. I have 160 <laughs> IQ. Stop thinking the best of the dumb people. The ones who are procreating a lot. The ones who are, are contaminating our gene pool with their disgusting genes and their disgusting dirty hands that they haven't washed after using the bathroom. I um, mean,
0: I I think that I think that uh, Fauci tries to do his best, but like the the problem is that like even if he says like he had a comment not too long ago where it was just like i probably won't get on a plane or go out eating doors for another year or so i i wouldn't imagine yeah and a whole bunch of people are just like fuck you fauci the cdc says it's fine to fly and you don't have to quarantine back and yeah. like why wouldn't you fly and blah 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 because he's extra cautious he's super extra because he needs to be
1: he's but the, like he's the fed chairman everything he does is analyzed yeah like wait wait he took an electric car to the office today. Everybody invest in electric cars because yeah. he knows something we don't, you know? Uh, yeah. Or he just fucking took an electric car.
0: Right. Yeah. Like it. it, it it's a uh, I think Fauci tries to be careful. But uh, again, the dumbest people are going to construe what they want of it. Uh, uh, and,
1: and speaking of dumb, dirty, disgusting human beings. Pfizer has approved, uh, their vaccine or gotten their vaccine approved for 12 to 15 year olds, the most disgusting, dirty human beings amongst us. Uh, and I speak from experience of being a 13 year old boy and saying, I went swimming today. Why would I need to shower (laughs) for an entire summer for an entire summer? I did that. No, mom, I don't need to take a bath. I was swimming today. It's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the important point here is that, uh, (laughs) again,
0: Dr. Fauci, the stupidest,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but we are, uh, so moving towards herd immunity, you know, there was a story last week about the U S may never hit herd immunity mainly because of the children less because of, um, dumb adults who won't get it, but dumb adults who enforce that on their children, maybe that combination, but by getting now everyone 12 and older essentially. So 12 to 16 was fine now, uh, or 12, 16 is just approved. Now 16 and up, uh, 16 up was already, uh, approved. So we're working our way downward. And Pfizer said that they're hoping for zero to two and a half by, um, Christmas. But essentially if a mother got pregnant now, she would be having a child at the end of this year, which means that a newborn likely has an innate, um, immunization, at least partial, um, to COVID because mom's antibodies will be passed to the child. Yeah. So, uh, you know, my concern is less about that. I also don't want to give kids more vaccines if they don't need them, but if it turns out they need them, fucking give it to them. We don't have rubella. We don't have whoop. Or we didn't have measles. We didn't have rubella. We didn't have whooping cough because we vaccinated against it. And then you fucking hippie ass millennial mom, stop giving your kids a vaccine. And now I got to worry about my nephew's uh, school had a whooping cough breakout. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's 2021. Why are we talking about whooping cough? Yeah. Mostly because the parents are like, I don't know what that is. Don't give them that. You bitch, you about to it's find out. It's not around is. anymore. You about to find out <laughs> what that is. All right. Anyway, um, so it's good news. Good news. More people can get vaccinated. Uh, the bad news is parents who were already vaccinated were probably protecting their kids who will now be able to join other people in the world, but we're probably protected anyway. And then... uh. Republican kids, let's just say, Republican kids uh, were already drinking Mountain Dew in a diaper at seven years old on the front porch talking to the neighbors, so they're not going to get the vaccine. They weren't safe before. They're not going to be safe afterward. It doesn't really change anything statistically, but uh, hopefully it gets us closer to to the new normal where we can drink our two to three glasses of wine at a happy hour rather than our our own couch every single night. But no menthol cigarettes. No menthol cigarettes at all. How dare you? And no menthol. Why flavored, even bring it up? How no menthol flavored vapes either, Corey? Think of the fucking children. Would you, you can have strawberry, which kids would not like? Yeah, should clearly. Not like, but no menthol. By the way, who what kids taking up smoking now? I I get the battle against vapes because if I was fourteen again and somebody was like, "Here, smoke this disgusting thing that you have to get used to," or this amazing thing that is just tastes like mint, I'd be like, the mint good thing like why would i smoke the other thing anymore like you said, it's like um uh seatbelt signs who are you getting that you don't already have at this point yeah like a kid who picks up smoking really just wants to smoke i don't i don't know what to tell you sorry
0: yeah uh final thing yeah and this will just be quick because we don't know exactly what this means but uh apparently the covid deaths in america and around the world have been uh, greatly underestimated yeah so uh this is not news to anybody who's sort of like <laughs> looking into things but like uh we might be upwards of nine hundred thousand deaths or so that are directly caused by covid somehow um so uh all the fear and nonsense that was going on out there uh uh clearly it wasn't enough because <laughs> anyone who was reacting to Like four hundred thousand dead, and didn't think that you know this could have easily have been half a million, yeah, or had been a million and a half or anything worse. Just not paying attention. Like, what what the the thing I keep thinking about is like back when a year ago, like March a year ago, Mm -hmm. where I was saying like you know what I have faith in the the medical system, I have faith in the the pharmaceutical companies to be able to come up with a vaccine. Get it out there. We can get back to life and it'll all be good again. Uh, and then a bunch of people just being like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> like we had a vaccine in record time. Yep. The the entire health community of the world gathered in ways to create these vaccines that are now rolling out globally, assuming you have enough money to pay for it up front, uh, globally. And a bunch of people are just like. It took a fucking year. How did. Oh, it's too soon. <laughs> it took took too little time. The, like the if we had a vaccine, if at, it was like a week, I'd get you on the like, it's too soon. Yeah, I don't but trust like, this thing. Like,
1: <laughs> like, wait, wait, I my, and again because I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> March um,
0: 17th. It's like, let's all shut down. And then March 27th. They're just like, we have the vaccine. Like they, my conspiracy theory. mind is like they released that motherfucker. <laughs> they
1: had the vaccine and they had the. What uh, is this? Cure. Russia? Mm, I got questions. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it, it, the the number of people who I have gotten into arguments with about the like, listen, if you are on the verge of a heart attack and somebody shoots you, they don't say, well, listen, he was going to have a heart attack, though, so we can't really just see. Ju-. No, the gunshot is what killed him. Yeah. And I know there have been places, the U.S. is one of those, but other places as well that have been like, yeah, but uh, the heart attack, so comorbid two sources of a problem or you have a heart attack while you're in the uh, hospital with covid and they're like yeah but technically the heart attack killed him not the yeah but the covid put a strain on his heart which is what gave him a heart attack Yeah, he had pre-existing condition but uh the heart attack not covid
0: yeah Uh, okay (laughs) all right it's like uh uh like a lot of people who die of like cancer, like long term cancer will die of the heart attack. Yeah. And they'll just write like heart attack caused heart by doctor. cancer. Yes. Like Yes. <laughs> caused by cancer is uh, health problems like. Yeah. I, I think uh, I don't know. It, it, the worst part is that like, you know, we're a month from now. They'll say like we Wait. figured it out. It's really like really one point two million people died in America or something like that from covid. And then a bunch of people will just be like, oh, here they are, just
1: adding numbers up, just trying to make it bigger. To be fair, that's not what they would say if you had cancer and had a heart attack. They would say complications of cancer. Yeah. So the cancer is what gets the blame, even though the heart attack is what actually kills you. So uh, people who have uh, diabetes and have like renal failure or they may say, it'll mention the renal failure is what ended your life, but it will say, Diabetic complications, renal failure. Yeah. Diabetes is what killed you because it's not like your kidneys were like, eh, seems like a good day. Stop doing any work <laughs> forever now. Um, no oh, you Look at that good. Tuesday. I gotta go. No more, no more kidneys for you. Sorry. Or uh, you know, you have lung cancer, and then at some point you get uh, the flu, and the flu kills you. It is cancer complications of cancer, influenza.
0: Yeah.
1: So the influenza killed you but you were susceptible to the influenza because of it. Yeah. So the heart attack may kill you, but you would have complications of Corona novel, coronavirus 19 heart attack. Yeah. And what a lot of places have done is like, no nope, heart attack. That's what he had, had a heart attack and died. But well, COVID doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. And we're going to see that the numbers are a lot higher. And you're absolutely right. The same people I'm arguing with now about how like that is a COVID death. are going to be like, they're just adding
0: numbers on the top to make it worse than it was supposed to be. Well, it's like we weren't, we couldn't, like the case numbers at any point in time, we're never a hundred percent accurate. Like that's the number of people that we know who got a test, who tested positive. Yes. (laughs) Like, you know, like when, when things were fucking out of control in LA during the winter, you know, we were, we were constantly saying, you know, this is half the number of people who have COVID at this point. Like, well, again, when at the very beginning, when I likely
1: had the flu, not COVID, but I was feeling really shitty. I could not get a test. Yeah. So if I did have COVID, wouldn't have known not adding me to the numbers yeah. because the doctor's like, you should just stay home and take care of that. <laughs> Act like you have it and we'll figure out what it is on the backside. Like, Okay, cool. All right. So I'm feeling better. Can I come get a test? We can get your COVID test. What about the antibody test? That'll show whether I had it. Nope. Don't qualify for that because <laughs> you didn't have a COVID diagnosis.
0: Bruh. Like, <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Fair. Sure. <laughs> American healthcare. <laughs> uh, well, if you want more insightful comments like that, you know where they could go, Corey?
0: Oh, the anthem.com. Corey, the anthem.com. Oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and listener line 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more on me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, at legacyb 5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Bring a new video uh, out now. Oh, wait. Uh, there will be a brand new video <laughs> out this week and then I'm gonna tell you what the next week's video, mm-hmm. the one that I will release one week from today mm-hmm. will, uh, uh, tackle ADHD and film <laughs> and how, and how, uh, uh, terrible this coronavirus has been on people who have ADHD and, uh, and why it precipitates itself into, uh, me saying that I'm going to do something and then going out and shooting a bunch of footage for it and then realizing I don't have all my footage and then saying, okay, well, I'll just go out later tonight, get the rest of the footage, and then keep forgetting to do that for a week consecutively and then go like, oh, shit, that video I was going to release. Anyway, that will be coming soon too because I, uh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the the whole quarantine age of COVID mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. been like uh, has been like putting a... a, a bag over my head like th- over the the head of my ADHD yes and just bashing it with a baseball pad because it's like it's getting fucking ransacked right now
1: I feel like you making a video about ADHD is a lot like Leah Remini focusing on the Scientology stuff <laughs> it's like go with what you know go with what you know she knows Scientology boy do you know ADHD <laughs> that's uh, something you gotta handle on so look for those videos this yeah. week right two videos yeah. well
0: this week and next week yeah
1: and boy Within seven days from today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, ten days. I'd like to have him out on Thursday. That's, okay, that's so, my that's so my so Thursday. Okay.
1: Yeah. Say so, yeah, you want to buffer that anymore? Say
0: so, <laughs> no, no, no. It's twenty days. Twenty days. <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> Sometime in the next uh, calendar month.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and of course, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek and Oysters Networks, Cheek dot com for all the stuff that I'm working on. um Versions of the book. New versions coming out this year at some point. Um
0: books.
1: Yeah. And uh, videos at some point. Um, I don't have ADHD as an excuse. I just don't care. So <laughs> just, I,
0: you know. Um, just don't eat well and sleep well, and that's what happens. Yeah, I
1: work uh, <laughs> 55 hours a week. I I, I got a look from, from the boss when I left today, mm-hmm. which I, I guess he's just not usually... Not usually there still at 3 p.m. When, uh, or at 3.30 when I, I take off to come. To come. Um, and uh, I got to look and I was just like, I worked 55 hours last week and I left it this time. So let's just, let's just hold. Let's just yeah. hold on any of the judgments. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make it up to you at some point this week. It's going to be fine. Um, <laughs> Assume I'll be here at 10 o'clock one night. <laughs> which is absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, there is always an uh, awkward conversation with the cleaning crew where they're like, should we still lock up? Like usually there's nobody here. So I feel weird locking you in the building. Are you going to be able to get out if we lock (laughs) up? Like, yes, it'll be fine. Go ahead. I have keys. I'm, I'm the person in charge kind of. Um, so yeah, uh, it just, the work takes over your life. And uh, also, I mean, I brought it up in a video that I did post at the end of last year, but, um, I created 4,400 minutes of, uh, of content last year. And, had 2,200 minutes of watch time. So that means that double that is 8,800 minutes of prep time for 4,400 minutes of content and 2,200 minutes of watch time. So um, if you guys wanted it, I got a lot of stuff up there that you can watch. <laughs> I'm not seeing a uh, Zotero pillow.
0: That's <laughs> Go check it out.
1: 90% of my view time for <laughs> the last year. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, I give people what they want. Apparently what they want is not more of my content. Pillow so Duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only listen listen funny man the only thing we want to see from you is pillow talk all right give us more sutera or nothing Ugh.
0: you should just make a video where you just lay the camera next to you like in the bed and you just like look into it and you're just like hey it's a little bit of pillow talk so um and then just like this is comfortable on my face
1: <laughs> i have never claimed i have a voice for radio uh, i don't even think <laughs> i have a, a genuine podcast voice let me tell you what i definitely don't have an Bella ASMR voice. <laughs> I do not have an ASMR voice. We know people who do have that. I've been trying to encourage her to start an OnlyFans already with that kind of talent, and give me ten percent for organizing it. But um, I don't have AS. I like I have dated women who've gotten the in-person pillow talk and have met me with the
0: shh. Uh, so <laughs> maybe not so much of the talking with this one.
1: And I wish it was just like uh, you're ruining the look with the talk. But really, they're just like. None of it. Just well, I think we've done good. Of <laughs> we've done something. I don't know if it's good, but as always, you're listening to the O.D. the podcast, part of the O.D. Anthem Digital Network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. <laughs>